like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got some really fun music for you today for Song of the Soul by Mike Playstead. But first, I wanted to encourage you, wherever you're hearing this, to connect up with us via the northernspiritradio.org website for multiple reasons. Northern Spirit Radio programs are syndicated on some 25 community radio stations across the USA, and we'd love to have guests, especially from wherever this show is broadcast. We want to be locally relevant to you. So if you know of or are perhaps a potential guest for Song of the Soul, shoot me an email. Check for our contact info on northernspiritradio.org. So many excellent musicians and great songs, deep thoughts, and fun times to be had, if only you'll share. Special greetings to folks in Milwaukee this time, and particularly the folks of River West Radio, broadcasting from the neighborhood where I used to live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, before I moved up to Eau Claire. But my guest for Song of the Soul today is Mike Playstead. I had him on about a month ago, just briefly, as part of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op show that I did. So it's a great pleasure to welcome him back today to show off a more extensive cross-section of his musical gems. So we head now to the phone to greet Mike Playstead. Mike, it's great to have you back, full length, for Song of the Soul. Mike, welcome back to Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's good to be back. So I got a hold of you just shortly before the 34th anniversary celebration for the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. How did that go? It was great. It's always a good night. It was two and a half hours of our usual Motley crew doing our usual Motley thing. What did you Motley them with? <laughs> By the time I got up there, it was kind of, I was like second last, and I kind of raced through whatever I would consider my greatest hits to be. I just kind of did the crowd-pleasing thing. And I think they were pleased. So did they have a mosh pit or anything that formed while you're playing? There was, but for some reason, nobody got out there. It was just, uh, (laughs) there was plenty of room for people to mosh. And I tried to stage dive and it was, it was ugly is all I can say. So that's just one of the places that you'll play. Of course, the other places you'll play in court, right? You don't get to do music there, but I'm sure some of your opponents probably feel like you've tap danced on their face after you get done with your legal arguments, right? Right. They're sad, but they know they've been had by the best, so it's it's, it's fine (laughs) that way. The other venue in town that I am sort of a regular at is Linneman's, which is on Locust and Bremen. I host two events every year. 
One is a tribute to John Lennon, which is every year the day before Memorial Day, the night before Memorial Day. That's a benefit for Wisconsin anti-violence effort which is an anti-handgun place, of course, given the way that John Lennon left us, that's appropriate. So I host and I put together a band and play three songs, and that's always a highlight of the year. And then there's a tribute to Bob Dylan called The Nod to Bob every night before Thanksgiving, which is like a homecoming for a lot of people, and the place is jam-packed. I get to host all night. Everybody gets three songs. There's people from the unknown there's always in the first hour, there's people who haven't played before on both nights. And by the end of the night, you get Milwaukee legends like Bill Camplin, John Seeger, and Semi-Twang. Sam Lannis will show up on occasion. The Hanson family from Waukesha. So it, it really it really does turn into quite an evening, both of those nights. Yeah, you mentioned John Lennon. Evidently, you've got some esteem for him. I was told by Al Williams that his dog's name is Winston. <laughs> He gives out the story that either that comes from John Lennon's middle name or from Winston Churchill, but he thought that Churchill was the more important of those two. Which do you think? Well, if I'm naming anything Winston, it's a, it's a reference to John Lennon. Okay. I, I just thought maybe uh, is John Lennon, were John Lennon's worldview closer to yours than Winston Churchill's? Oh, Absolutely. You know, besides the fact that he led the Beatles and was the, talking about who your favorite Beatle is, he was and is still. He carried that group with some very soulful, heartfelt feeling. And I was just really shocked by his death. I remember that night very well. Some people know where they were when JFK died or when the Challenger exploded or whatever, but John Lennon for you, huh? Well, and I know, I know where... Or I was when JFK died, too. I was in third grade, so I've got a couple of those memories. So let's get started with your music. Again, we've had you here before as part of that 34th anniversary thing for the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op, but now we get the full slate is for you today. How do you want to start off? Well, the song I've been playing most in public lately is called I Will Awaken, so we can start there if you like. And this is a song that I wrote back at a time which I think I'm always at, where I think I could be a better person and I think I could awaken, so to speak, to a higher, not necessarily consciousness, it sounds too spiritual for me, but to a higher uh, level of activity and purposefulness and accomplishment. When I wrote it, I wasn't necessarily talking about anything in particular. I've been lucky to avoid any of the pratfalls that some other people have. I don't call them pratfalls in terms of drugs, alcohol, and the like but I was feeling that I could be a better person than I am. So I wrote this song and I also introduced it to a judge who was running drug treatment court, which I've been involved with for about three or four years now. That judge seemed to like it. I was offering it as perhaps a song I could sing at the graduations that we have. And sure enough, now I sing it at pretty much every graduation in drug treatment court. And actually, some of the uh, participants will stop me and say, hey, you're coming to the next graduation. I want to hear the song again. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you never tell them you could just buy the recording, hey? No, because they can't. I don't really have it out anywhere. I'll give it to them. They ask for it. But I think they like the performance in the courtroom. And in the middle of the song, I sing about at the time that I awaken, I'll be standing in the court. And I always look around the courtroom and those who are listening to what I'm saying are chuckle a little bit. Well, let's listen to it. I Will Awaken by Mike Playstead. I will awaken 
here, also known as the Singing Lawyer down in Milwaukee, also a member of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op, and active as he just told us with Drug Treatment Court there in Milwaukee because he is an attorney. And I think there's some really strong ideals. I mean, there's a reason Imagine is played at so many graduations or whatever. The vision of the world that John Lennon has there. How closely aligned would you say you were? You know, is this a 25% match up in your visions from what you know of John? Or is it, you know, is it 95%? How's that go for you? Well, I'm never 100% with anybody. I don't think anybody is. But in terms of his commitment to world peace, his commitment to Yoko as a person was certainly, especially back in the day when we all thought uh, Yoko broke up the Beatles, it's a little hard to understand, but there was a bit of a feminist taint there in terms of Lennon turning into a feminist through Yoko and because of Yoko and her influence. I'm not sure that you know Yoko shouldn't have been sitting in with a band, but other than that, I think his example of quitting the scene, basically, 
to raise their young son. There's just all kinds of things about him that showed that a lot of things were more important to him than fame and stardom and money, although he had all of those things, certainly. And so, therefore, things that you admire. You were hesitant, though, to say, you know, trying to raise your consciousness or something like that. It's maybe too spiritual for you. Do you specifically try not to be spiritual? Or, I mean, what what is that about? Well, I describe myself as chronically agnostic, meaning I don't know and I don't care. So I believe in the chaos theory that somehow there's some magical bumping together of molecules that's created us. I grew up Catholic and it was an altar boy and all that, and I know what that's all about. And now I think that I, I don't need spirituality or religion to be a nice person, live by the golden rule, and do good for people in my life. Well, do us some more good by sharing some more of your music. All right. Historically, I think this song is the oldest one on the list. It's called Hang Up the Phone, and I have various kinds of songs. Some are political, some are just fun, and some are romantic. And this is one of my first, what I thought was a really good romantic song. So this song, I wrote it when I was at Peaches in 1976, Peaches Records and Tapes in Milwaukee, which if anybody listening knows what that is, then that's really something. But anyway, I worked there, (laughs) and uh, this is a woman that I spent a lot of time with, She ended up in California, and I wrote this song for her about what it was like to have her call me up from California. And I don't think she's ever heard it, actually. Did you go out to California to rescue her or anything? I did not. She didn't need a rescue. She was out there because she wanted to be and because she had other things going on. And I mean, we were so young. But it's an example of a romantic song that I really like that I've done. I think there's some good guitar work on it. And I just kind of like the way it sounds and what it means to me. It's called Hang Up the Phone, Mike Playstead. Once upon a little girl I wished away all of my dreams Played out her fantasies From movie magazines When I wasn't needed I faded from the scene I wasn't loved or hated I was somewhere in between The northern star shone brightly On the California sun She liked the smell of a suntan And she loved everyone When I came she said That I had spoiled all of her fun I wanted her to hold me But she took it on the run If she calls here again Tell her I'm not home I don't want to be bothered I'd rather be alone She'll say she loves me Hang up 
the phone If she calls here again Tell her I'm not home Hard decisions in relationships. Sometimes you have to say no, close the door, hang up the phone. And that's what Mike Playstead describes in that song. It's from his recording, Wasted Songs, which, in case you wonder how to pronounce his last name, P-L-A-I-S-T-E-D, Playstead, rhymes with wasted. And I assume that's why you named it that way. No, actually, I have a song that I don't think I sent to you called Wasted Songs. It's kind of an interesting song. I'm not totally happy with it. I think it's too slow. I've always been wanting to rework it, but I can't rework anything. It's it's about what do you do with those wasted songs? That's one of Al Williams' favorite songs of mine, by the way. Once a relationship's over and you felt enough about a woman, and I wrote it about a woman that I felt enough about to write three or four half-decent songs about, and what do you do with those wasted songs? I think it's, I guess I should have included it in my list here, maybe next time. But that's why I I never thought about that, that Wasted Rhymes with Placed It. I, <laughs> I, I haven't thought about that since I saw The Who. But, you know, when they say they're all wasted, I always scream they're all placed it. <laughs> okay, sure. So, hang up the phone. The song clearly was written long enough ago because now you don't hang up a phone anymore, do you? No, nope. you push a button or you... Um... <laughs> It's a different world. And, you know, the weird thing is a relationship with someone in California, even while she's over there smelling the suntan lotion, you can get on FaceTime or Skype and just talk to folks. Uh, It's almost like they're right next door here. So I'm kind of amazed at the long distance relationships that used to be sustained by pen and paper versus now it's people not only have Skype and everything, but they fly back and forth in a way that I never dreamed of when I was a youngster. Right. My oldest sister is a big inspiration to me. Back when I was a teenager, she worked in California with Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers. She worked um, in Palo Alto. I had a connection with Joan Baez and an Institute for the Study of Nonviolence. And this is back when I was 15, 16. I was very influenced by what she was doing and how she was trying to change the world in her own little way. And just a couple of months ago, I had heard from another sister that there was this letter floating around that I wrote her back in 1972, I think, when I was in high school. And she brought it with her the next time I saw her, and it's just a riot. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I've, I've got little peace signs on it. I've got all these other little things and the, the things I'm saying, speaking in that voice as a young man. I mean, it, it's just amazing. And you, you can't really, not only the words, but the way it's expressed, my penmanship, the doodles, it's hilarious. And you, you, it's a lost art. So you talk about writing letters, those kind of things are forever cherished and I can find them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Mike, I at one point, my very first girlfriend back when I was 16, she lived in Delavan. I was in Oconomowoc and I didn't have a car or anything, you know, just, but anyway, you know, we had a six month, she was my first true love. And I sent lots of letters to her over the course of that. At a certain point, she gave them back to me. So I actually have all of those ones. It's a little bit scary. (laughs) And I've got another song 
now that I think of it, called I Burned Your Letters. And it's, <laughs> that, that's a true story about me taking a bunch of letters out to the lakefront here in Milwaukee and trying to burn them on the rocks in the lakefront just to get rid of those memories and I think to impress my then girlfriend or whatever. I'm not sure she was present when I did it, but it's called I Burned Your Letters. And that's an interesting topic for another show, I guess. <laughs> so I, keep, I keep saying that, hoping you'll invite me back, Mark. Well, I do enjoy your music, so let's have some more of it. And, and then you can suggest another three songs that we should have shared today. So what's up next? Well, I'm thinking that uh, I had mentioned some political songs that I wrote, and I think the best one that I've written is called Community Standards. It's also subtitled Keenan's Song. Keenan Peck was a guy who I worked with at Daily Cardinal when I was there in undergrad, which is the student newspaper in Madison. Just a brilliant guy. And I also ran into him again in law school. He was a couple years behind me. He was editor of the Law Review. And he ended up on the staff of Herb Cole when Herb Cole was on the Judiciary Committee when he was senator. Just a brilliant, brilliant guy. Funny and beautiful. And we have this Daily Cardinal reunion. This group still gets together from time to time. But the first reunion we had was out on Cape Cod. I don't know who led this place, but it was just an awesome place. And we just sat out there and read our old articles and talked and sang songs. And Keenan was out there. He was just the light of that particular party. When we got back the next week, we got the news that he had died of an aneurysm just in his sleep. He's 29 years old, and he, he died of an aneurysm. Crazy. Yeah. Keenan was so committed to human rights. His main claim to fame when he was with the Progressive Magazine was he had some kind of activity. Uh, he would kill me if I, did, I don't know the specifics, but he was advocating for free speech in the malls in Madison because the malls were kicking people out who were advocating for this or that. And he actually managed to, I think, get himself arrested and have some sort of litigation surrounding that. But he was a beautiful guy. And I wrote this song, I think, right before I went out to this Cape Cod thing. And after he passed, I, I named it for him. So that's what that's all about. It's Community Standards by Mike Playstead. What's a poor boy to do? We're having a party at my house. We're digging that gangster crew, yeah. We're a little disgusting. We're wearing red bandanas. We're dancing and talking and typing out loud. We're violating community standards. I have some human rights and they must be protected. Cause some people will do anything to get themselves elected I took a picture of my kid one time I put it up in a museum Lots of pictures of my naked friends Now everybody can come to see them It caused a scandal They called me indiscreet That man must be arrested Said the blue heads in the street 
I have some human rights and they must be protected Cause some people will do anything to get themselves elected He's an old man in a black cape, he reminds me of a ferret And he just rules that all my songs lack artistic merit I'm so glad that people so smart who can tell me what to do Maybe I can behave myself, but that's more than I can say for you, yeah Better watch what you're saying when you're down at the pub Cause who knows what they're up to Out in the country clubs I have some human rights And they must be protected Cause some people will do anything To get themselves elected To get themselves elected Oh, those radicals who delight in violating community standards, burning flags outside your house. Who is it that ruled that my songs all lack artistic merit? I mean, that's pretty harsh. Are, are you that harsh on yourself? No, I do take some artistic license with some of this. But I did have a particular judge in mind when I said that. <laughs> Not one of your favorites to encounter in court? No, he's a, he was uh, he was a one-of-a-kind sort of judge. <laughs> And that song is important these days as people play politics with the courts, both nationally and in the state. So I hope people take that into heart in any way they like. You know what? I'm going to just take a wild guess, and I'm probably going to say you didn't vote for Scott Walker. That's a fair guess. Either time or any time, right. Not when he was <laughs> county executive here, not when he uh, ran initially, either of the times he beat Tom Barrett. But yeah. That's that's fair to say. So it's not that I have mental gifts beyond the norm. It's just that's pretty obvious. I guess if people listen to you on River West Radio every fifth week when you're there, they would hear fair that would be pretty much guarantee that you weren't a Scott Walker follower. They may read that into it. I can't say that I have directly addressed the issue in any of my songs, but you read between the lines, you can see a particular worldview certainly, I think. So again, that song was for Keenan Peck, died at the age of 29. The burning of flags, was that a reference to something you, he, or someone he defended, or where'd that come from? I was imagining things. I was trying to think of the most outrageous thing that people would do that might get the authorities involved. For instance, I mean, the, the verse about taking a picture of my kid and putting it up, up in a museum. Right. Uh, that didn't happen either. You know, so it was just kind of my imagination running away with me. As a matter of fact, the first time I wrote that verse, it didn't reference burn a flag outside my house. What's a poor boy to do? We're having a party at my house. And the, the next verse was, we're digging that two live crew. So that's how dated that thing is. There's no reason to reference the two live crew at any time. <laughs> after, their 15, after their 15 minutes were done. So I, I made an adjustment. Yeah, your song's got to evolve with you. A little bit. Okay, well, let's keep going. More music? Well, I think I uh, would 
like to talk about, speaking of love songs, this one's for my father. It's called Old Whiskey. And this is a true story. Years after my dad passed away, this friend of his back in New Holstein where I grew up, he died when I was 16, and my sisters were back visiting there. Nobody's left there. We left town because the only reason we were there because he had a law firm. He was hired by a law firm there. But the former mayor of New Holstein had a bottle of whiskey. That's Canadian Club with a note on it saying, given to me by Ken Playstead. Well, I've got the note right here in my liquor cabinet, which I still have in honor of the greatest generation. Bottle was a Christmas gift from attorney Kenneth Playstead, Mayor Jerry Wink, and he saved that bottle of Canadian Club. So the next Thanksgiving, which is my family's major celebration, and this is about six, seven years ago, we broke open the bottle of Canadian Club and we all did a shot and we celebrated Dad by drinking the old whiskey. And this is a song about that moment, which was very magical. Old whiskey. Drink the old whiskey from a broken glass. Old whiskey never lasts. Old whiskey, but it feels like new. I raised the glass and drank to you. I drank the old whiskey. I grabbed the bottle from the old man's shelf I grabbed the bottle and I helped myself I drank old whiskey till it was gone All hungover but I'm moving on I drank the old Old whiskey Why'd I ever find that trap The place where the bottle was here Took me back to a place he was Way back when I was a kid Old pictures don't fade no more They last forever and get restored They tell the story in black and white If you're not careful you could spend all night with those old pictures Old pictures I drank the old whiskey from a broken glass 
Oak whiskey never lasts. Oak whiskey, but it feels like new. I raise my glass and drink to you with your old whiskey. Old whiskey. His song of the soul guest is Mike Playstead. That was his song, Old Whiskey, in memory of his father. Mike is the guest for Song of the Soul, which is Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web, northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find ten and a half years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find comments, and please add your own when you visit. There's also a place to donate, so click the donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. There's links, so when you want to get a hold of Mike Playstead, for example, playsteadwrites.blogspot.com is the site. You can't remember that? You can certainly remember northernspiritradio.org. Find links to all of our guests through our site. And in addition to supporting Northern Spirit Radio, or actually I'd say even more important than supporting Northern Spirit Radio, is to support your local community radio station. In Milwaukee, maybe that's River West Radio, and they're a worthy enterprise needing your help. So with your wallet and with your hands, please support them in the same way that Mike Playstead does. Again, Mike Playstead is here, lawyer in Milwaukee, amongst other things, active with Drug Treatment Court and producing music for the world. So which do you think is the greater gift to the world, Mike? Passing on whiskey, your music, or your work as an attorney? Well, I care very much about my work as an attorney, my clients who are in various dire straits. So that's where I have the most direct effect on people, one person at a time. The music, to the extent anybody wants to listen to it, wants to enjoy it, wants to explore it, that's awesome. It's mainly, I get so much out of playing in public. Most of the recordings you're hearing are fairly old. I got this recorder, this eight-track digital recorder back about 15 years ago. As a matter of fact, I'm sure it's DOS-based. It's not Windows-based or anything like that. As a matter of fact, it's hard to get songs to jump off of that recorder onto the CD recorder that I also have to get songs off of it. But most of these songs are recorded on that device. But it's much more fun. It's actually about me to get out in public and just get that immediate feedback from whoever happens to be there. It's always nice to have friends and family there to see me, but it's really awesome to have strangers react and go, oh, yeah, that's good. Now, you don't have a website out there. I mean, you do have a blog post that you use playsteadwrites.blogspot.com. So you do communicate that way, but you don't have a place where people can get your recordings in general, right? I know. I'm so lame. I mean, I should at least have them on SoundCloud or something. And maybe it's just my older age. It's not old age yet, but it is somewhat older that I haven't made that effort. But the more I talk to you, Mark, the more I'm inspired to release my music to the world so that I'm not just keeping it to myself, you know? Well, if you do want to do that, then just let me know, and I'll make sure I'll include a link, get people there. Of course, you can do that on your placetodrights.blogspot.com site as well. More music. We're hungry. Feed us. All right. Well, while we're on the subject of family, I'd like you to play Rumpus Room. This is a very magical thing. And some songs you can replay, but some songs 
are just recordings and they're just the records themselves are magical and you know in person it doesn't translate rumpus room was about 11 years ago a thanksgiving gathering of my family i just gathered the family together and said all right we're going to write a song everybody's going to write a song the kids the adults we're going to get together and write a song so give me some lyrics i will help facilitate this to build it into a song so they did mostly the kids but we developed this song and it was it's just magical and the way that it comes out and i know all these voices right the first verse is all the kids the second verse is all grown-ups and then everybody joins in on the last verse and then my son who was just learning saxophone at the time turned out to be very accomplished in high school then he adds the saxophone at the end and uh, <laughs> i lost track of this for a while in various moves and changes in computers and everything else i actually lost track of this record and when i found it again it was very emotional for me a deep piece of family life with a strong backbeat rumpus room by mike playstead
play. In the roughest room, we play. In the roughest room, we play. In the roughest room. In the roughest room. In the roughest places at Mike Playstead's house up in the rumpus room and did you actually have an upstairs room where the kids were supposed to go if they were going to roughneck well it was and this place has passed on as well as the family involved frankly but it was a it was a three-car garage it was the room over the three-car garage so it was huge and very accommodating to my family where I have one brother and four sisters, and they all have spousal units, and they all have kids. And when we get together for Thanksgiving, it's like 25, 30 people. So that's the crowd that you hear in that song. <laughs> the place is gone, though. There is no more rumpus room. I mean, I, I think I'm going to make one here. I'm just I'm in a new place now, and I think I'm going to make a rumpus room. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so what romper room that's what it was when i was a child right you're a year younger than i am so i don't i remember i remember romper room romper bumper stomper do tell me tell me me true wow absolutely i was i was i was right there with her the whole time (laughs) so the rumpus room actually at the house where i live where my wife raised her kids she had the rule that when they started roughnecking, making noise, bouncing around, it's either downstairs or outside. So you wouldn't have them jumping over your head. That would be the risky one. But I guess in your garage, you didn't experience that anyhow. Uh, no, not really. Wonderful beat on that song. Keep us going in rhythm and in tune. Well, I've got a couple of uh, fairly rocking things. This next one is something that is my most recent song that I've recorded, and this is still three or four years ago, or maybe two years ago. It's called Nothing But Time, and it's about getting older, and it's about just having a lot to live for. I just turned 60 uh, last year, so that's kind of a landmark and sort of a depressing one in a way, but this is all about having nothing but time left, my favorite phrase in it is, I've checked the calendar, I got nothing but time. Nothing but time is the song. Mike Playstead.
guess I'm in a hurry. I got things I gotta do. Some action on my country, some action on you. I've had rings on my fingers, count them one, two, three. I got seven more fingers, only one I'm gonna need. The clock, it keeps ticking. I watch the numbers move. So much to accomplish, but nothing to prove. The world, it moves so fast, but I can't keep up. I got youthful inclination. I got fair trade in my cup. I text, I blog, I phone, and I pay. I got the revolution, and I got it pretty bad. The kids with their earphones, they got the latest sounds. But I just made this one, baby. I can get down. See the old man dance. I got inspiration. I'm in a trance. I don't have to be this way. This is what I choose. I got liberated. I got nothing to lose. Just over the hill is where I found my prime. I just checked the calendar. I got nothing but time. bouncy but it's got those overtones of age it's called nothing but time and mike playstead is sharing it as part of his song of the soul my favorite line in it by the way was i don't know if i even heard this right but i think he said i've got youthful inclinations i've got fair trade in my cup yeah right got that right (laughs) right well said well said (laughs) yeah i got a couple good ones in that one i kind of like that song is your reaction to the unfolding of time one of second thoughts? Well, I could second guess a lot of things that I've done and a lot of things I haven't done. Uh, I can definitely go there. But I don't try to dwell too much on it because I've got a lot of time left to do a lot of things. And besides the music, besides my legal practice, I've also got a blog that, which you've mentioned, placedrights.com, that I've cranked back up now in this political season because that's what it's about, is legal stuff. So, you know, when I say 60, when I say I'm 60, I mean, that is kind of intimidating. I'm young for my age. I'm just going to keep going as best I can. Well, there's lots of good stuff you're doing. I particularly wish we had more time to talk about drug treatment court stuff. We've got that up here in Eau Claire, a drug treatment, mental health court, and a few other variants that seem to provide much needed alternative to the stupid way so much of our courts run. Sometimes it feels like you don't have a choice, but 
this is a, a choice that I wouldn't have predicted and which seems to have some good effects for a lot of folks. So one last song then to finish off your song of the soul, Mike. How can we conclude it? Well, this is my hit song, I think. The one that I like the best, the one that if I play it in public, total stranger kids will dance to this song. In the mosh pit, right? In the mosh pit of their minds, they will dance to this song. It's also a song that my nephew, Ben, and I didn't know he did this, but I taught it to him one Thanksgiving, and he has a little band, a little three-piece band that is mainly about hip-hop and kind of louder stuff, but with his band and in his, when he would do like fire pit stuff at his house, this was a big hit with his friends. That is more awesome than anything is the way, the way Ben does it. That's strong testimony. Yeah. And it's just, it's a stupid song about a pet rock. I mean, there's nothing special about it other than it rocks. And it's also one of the older songs. This, this thing's about 30 years old at this point, at least more than that. Well, it does rock. I'm appreciating so much your time here with me. I appreciate your work in the drug treatment courts and your music from folk there. I mean, usually there's a, I don't know when I say, a plaintive note, a a note of pathos. I love the witness and the work and the thinking and the emoting that you do through your songs, Mike. Well, thank you so much. That's very nice for you to say. Thank you. And we go out for Mike Playstead's Song of the Soul with Rock in My Hand. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Mike Playstead one last time. Rock in My Hand. Rock on. I got a rock in my hand. And it's laughing at you. I got a rock in my hand. I tell you what to do. I don't care what you got I got a rock in my hand You took my TV You took my guitar You took my golf clubs You took my car Those aren't important now I got a rock in my hand Used to be you could say Saying you leave and you take it all with you When you forgot I had legs And could go out in the woods And find a dumb stupid thing like this That'll make me feel good I don't care about your boyfriend Or his rolling band Hey, I know your castle Until then, I got a rock in my head. 
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song